Wait, what? Wait, what? We're on. Hey. We're live. Hey, you. Hey, you. What's up? I think we're on. We're live. Hey, you is probably our most like, um, we don't even script it that way, but I'd say that's probably how we start about 90% of the shows. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Um, mm-hmm. So we're in that nothing range. Wrong. Nothing wrong with, with uh, staying consistent. Agreed. 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 Uh, I'm good. I'm excited to. I'm excited to talk to you. I've been in a. I've been a. I've been in a harass Courtney mood. Oh, great! Joy, joy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you love me. Stop it. Ah, joy, joy. I know joy, the love is there joy. because you still get on this thing every week. <laughs> so this is true. I know this the love is, is there. Well, you know, the love of podcasting. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I definitely deflate egos. A little bit. It's not even an ego. It was It was just, you know, love my buddy. And you're over here like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> well, that I can be at times. I don't know. I'm, I'm, um, We'll get into what's on my mind, and I think you'll understand a little bit of why I'm just kind of in a not as jovial mood. Oh, you're in a bit of a mood today. There's there's an, a melancholy anniversary that we will talk about later on. Okay. Gotcha. So what's been going on with your week? Oh, boy. Um, since we last podcasted, first off, um, holy spike in listenership. We got a big spike in listenership um, over like our past like five episodes. Mm. So I just want to point that out. It's awesome. Uh, I, I, maybe the people of Coleman or something. Have, I don't know. but More uh, war-torn countries? Possibly. No, they're all in the United States. We got like just a random like thirteen percent increase in listenership, but it's all from the United States. Oh, that's cool. You know, I, I know that. Uh, I know do know that a lot of uh, people who love Coleman High School uh, listened last week, and I've actually uh, had some conversations with several people, you know, around that whole subject area. And um, you know, I want people to know that we're we're out there and we're going to fight for them. And uh, I have such tremendous respect for the work that they're doing. And I just don't want people who don't understand to come in and fuck it up. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, so increase there. But uh, this week, I haven't done too much. Um, I'm getting ready to move into my apartment on the first. Wait, didn't you go on a trip or something with your family? Yeah, that's right. I did, didn't I? Oh, it shows you where my mind's at. Um, yeah, uh, Friday, I drove to Abilene. Um, my cousin Cassie got married on Saturday. She's probably the cousin that I'm closest with. So I was super happy for that. We got a little Airbnb. Oh, don't get me started on this Airbnb. My guy, first off, it was, it was owned- a bad experience. 
I mean, it had to have been owned by the Karen of all Karens. Like just the just the <laughs> just the atmosphere just gave me like a Karen lives here vibes. I didn't like it. Then it was little things like they have an AC, but we couldn't change the AC. It was password locked. Let me tell you something. Wow. If I'm paying almost six hundred dollars to stay in your house, uh, I better be able to change the AC for the two nights I'm there. I don't play wow. that. Right, that's insane, right? That's that is insane. So then Saturday morning we all we all wake up and we're all meandering before the wedding. Wedding's not till three. Um family, they want a family to get there too for pictures, and we're only like fifteen minutes away from the venue. So we kind of got the morning to ourselves. And um I was gonna be the first one to shower because I'm like, you know what, I'm quick with it and the shower shave really quick, I'll be ready to go. Cold water, no hot water. Pilot light and the hot water heater's out. So we text him at like 10.15 in the morning. It's not fixed till like 1 p.m. So like we all just took cold fucking showers. And then this lady's idea of like a refund for that was sending us $25. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, bitch, are you out of your fucking mind? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, the the review I would write. You see, that's yeah. I would have wrote a bad review. I think my sister left like a probably like a three star. She was, I think, a little too fair with it. I, I would have been like, let me tell y'all something about this place. Um, but uh, the wedding was nice. It was beautiful. I'm not a wedding fan. It reminds me how painfully single I am. Reminds me about you know just just yeah. I I'm not a wedding person, but it was very nice. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just went to the reception for a couple hours and then drove back home that Saturday. I mean, the Abilene's only two and a half hours from me, and I had work the next day. So I didn't want to stay overnight, be rushed to leave in the morning, and I didn't want to stay super late and get home super late. So I think I got home about like 8.30 at night, um, which gave me some time to relax and settle back in before work the next day. Um, But yeah, now I'm just mostly, I'm just getting ready to move into the apartment. I'm super excited it's probably been over a year since i've actually lived on my own which i'm so not used to i'm I'm such a i don't know independent person i'm used to living in my own apartment and having my own space and so i'm excited to be able to just have my own place and yeah that's really about it i i can't totally forgot about the weekend trip but that's my life (laughs) so yeah got a little got a little older yeah had a birthday yeah got a little older yep 20 so you're 26 now or 25 yeah dude 26 26 so my mom i said you know that's like 35 in gay years right like no no it's not (laughs) it's not (laughs) you you age a lot older once you hit 30 oh i know 30 is like the gay 60 yeah, so you're nowhere close. You're, 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 no, David. <laughs> no. You don't understand. The other day, the other day, I'm talking to this um, dude on the community app, and he was 20. And um, he was like, What's your age, by the way? And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it's in my bio. I'm 26. He goes, Oh, I'm sorry. That's too old. And plot me. Oh, oh, my, Hello. oh my God. He's 20, so yeah. I'm old. When I was 20, I didn't mind 26. 30 was my cutoff. So for me, it's just like, I'm just like, wow. 
Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Cause I think that was the first time I'd ever got told, Oh, you're, Oh, you're too old. And I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Gotta adjust the old sliding, sliding range. But most like, I think most guys don't, it's once you hit 30, you're just forget about it. You might as well be dead. <laughs> no, don't say that. That's the way it works. <laughs> that is the way it works. Mm. Well, tell me about your week. Uh, um, the rest of the week from last week was fine. Like nothing really eventful. Um, here this week here lately, actually for the past few weeks, I've been experiencing this this incredible pain in my lower extremities, like my my feet and my um, ankles and shin areas are just okay. like hurting. Okay. Like hurting. Mm. Uh, finally went to my doctor today. Maybe it's a, like I can remember a few weeks back, I ate something that was super salty and like all of a sudden my foot swole up and then after that, my dumbass, that same night, ate a bag of really salty potato chips and mm. the other foot swole up. So, you know, when you get old and you're fat, and those kind of things are huge no-nos. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of living with this, the, the effects of all that. And so I, I, uh, I lumber around now looking like a monster. <laughs> as I'm, oh, let me as say I, that. Yes, as I'm walk, moving through the school, just like, children, don't run, don't run. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, old man rapper is moving slowly towards me. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I'm getting through that. And I've got to make it through that because Thursday is coming. So today is, we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday the 25th Thursday the 27th is the Excellence in Education Awards Banquet Okay, and that's going to be at the um, uh, downtown at the convention center where all the muckety mucks in education from every school in Midland County will be there and we get to award uh, the best teacher in the county and the unsung hero, and like all those awards, and you know, I'm, I'm nominated for the unsung hero award. And this year, I've decided to take as my plus one. And they're they're very strict about you can only have one guest. I'm just like wow, just one guest. So, um, I have decided to take my dad. Awesome, because he never gets to go to anything. Uh, you know, with his walker and everything, it's it's so hard to move him around. And you know, anytime you have to go somewhere, and you have to do a lot of walking and everything. And so, uh, my mom always uses the excuse, "Oh, it's just so hard to move him around." Blah 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 blah. But I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care how hard it is. I want him to be my plus one. You know, I want him to experience this moment with me because he never gets to. And I talk so much about him, about him being my why. And so uh, it just felt important, you know, to me to, 
to take him to this event. Uh, he's been feeling a little under the weather the past few days, so trying to make sure he feels okay to be able to go to this thing, but he's excited mm. about it, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I definitely do not expect to win in my category, but you know, it's not necessarily that's not what it's about. Um, it's just a chance to be, you know, recognized and be in the, the room where it happens. So I am excited about that. That's coming up on this coming up Thursday, but yeah, hey, this, one second. Rest- I'm huh? sorry, I know this is so weird. There's somebody at our door and my roommates in his room asleep, so give me just one second. Random. I, I'll keep, I know. I, I will keep talking while you see who, <laughs> who the random murderer is at your door. Yeah, Make they sure. just the way they keep knocking. Wow. Well, I've been ignoring it for like two minutes now. Oh my. Well, hopefully, you know, if it's a murderer, at least scream. <laughs> okay. One second. We'll we'll deal with which crazy enough kind of goes into what's on my mind because uh similar situation. But uh that's that's eerie. So I, I do hope that he comes back and everything is okay. He's just somebody that's just like, oh, oh, this is not the right house. I was looking for Joe Bob. Thing it's gonna be like, no, Joe Bob, there's no Joe Bob here, there's Jim Joe. It's like, oh, my bad, <laughs> but who knows? Anyway, um, my week was the rest of my week was uneventful. Uh, we had star tests, so who was it, bro? <laughs> it was this dude, and I like opened the door, and he's like, um. Is this your dog out here? Is this your dog? And I'm like, I'm like, no. no. He's like pointing at some like pitbull that's like running around. He's like, would the dog chase my daughter? I'm like, it's not my dog, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, I've been knocking on your door for like three minutes. He looks like he's probably like mid thirties. I'm like, yeah, I don't know you, so I didn't answer. He goes, well, that's kind of rude. I said, it's kind of unsafe. And just kind of looked at it, and he goes. Well, this dog is chasing my kids. I said, well, then call the fucking police and just call them my door. <laughs> it's like, you know me, bro. Like, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> He's all harassing you for not caring about Yo, random dog. I mean, he was so, like, mad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? But then... <laughs> <laughs> that that is that's kind of funny. That, that's, okay, that was a weird interaction. <laughs> I should have taken the pod with me so you guys could have heard it. If I had known right? it was gonna be interesting. <laughs> right. That was very that was different. It's a different experience. Ah, anyways. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I was just talking about my my uh my last week was very uneventful. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of the time just this weekend really chilled at the house. I'd stay off my feet as much as possible. And uh, we're back at it this week. School, more star testing. And uh, it's one more week of star test and Cinco de Mayo and all those things are coming up. It's a lot down the, coming down the pipeline. Um, had it out with one of my sixth grade teachers because she wants to throw. So this is an interesting before you, you get into that, can I ask you a question? Sure. 
What is the role you play around the school whenever they take the star testing? Um, well, there's always going to be kids that are not testing. So, uh, because star test is third grade and above. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are always kids that are not testing. Uh, usually it's a chance for me to catch up on reports and paperwork. Like today I had my annual performance review and oh, my, right. and my teacher, my, my principal rather, he was, he gave me just still a review on everything. I'm so appreciative. Um, my self review, I was very brutal on myself. And so <laughs> my, my boss was just like, why were you so hard on yourself on, you know, on these particular categories? And I, and I told her, I was just like, you know, um, my campus, my school is a predominantly Spanish speaking school as far as the parents go. And I do not, I, my Spanish is not up to par to where it needs to be for me to have, you know, fluid conversations with these people who need my help. And I really feel bad for that. And I said, it, to me, that not being able to speak their language hindered my ability to help them and hindered them wanting to reach out to me for help. She was just like, oh, okay, I understand that. I get that. So I graded myself bad, but she was just like, you're awesome. You've done a really great job. And I'm really excited that you're coming back next year. And you know, I told her that um, some of the challenges of being the only guy in this program, like I'm the only male liaison. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the all of our ladies kind of clicked up to begin with. And we had this group chat on GroupMe. I don't know. Do you know the app GroupMe? Yeah, we use that for work. <clears throat> I know all about yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, they had all, they were like all on GroupMe before they put me on GroupMe. And they were just like, oh, I guess we ought to add Courtney. And so, like, they had all formed their little cliques and everything and uh, started on this big group project that I just, I, so, I was so behind on and I couldn't, I could, just couldn't do it as well as everyone else. But, you know, they had already formed their teams and I was just by myself. And, and I told her, you know, I told her, I was just like, that part really sucked. I felt very isolated, you know, from the very beginning and, you know, that's something that I want to work on. And I've, I've let the ladies know that I want to be, you know, a part of the discussion from the very beginning. And so all, all school year, I've, you know, I've done my best to try and make friends. But it's always weird because I am the only male in the whole room. Right. And, uh, but, you know, get over that, get past that and everything. Do you not play the gate card? The gay cart? No. Oh, you don't no. tell them like I'm gay. It's cool. No, uh-uh. Because oh, okay. they know it's a known, it's a given. I've already we we've already crossed that bridge. So yeah. it's not that they're uncomfortable with me. They just I'm just an afterthought. And when they first and when we first started, you know, I think when we were doing all of our training stuff, it was so apparent that you know I had more experience than everyone else. They were under the impression that that I didn't need. To team up with anyone gotcha and so you know that's at least what i assume that you know they were just like well he's already superman he doesn't need anyone else tagging along i'm like even superman had a click the super friends bro. <laughs> the so, justice league 
yeah, the Justice League. So, you know, yes, I, I, I need help too. I need people. So um, hopefully next year that'll be a little bit different. We'll do some things a little different. Yeah. Um, I reiterated, you know, or she actually, she was just like, I know you have political aspirations and, and it's coming very soon. Well, you're probably going to want to run for something. Said, I, I know that. I get that. So just keep doing what you're doing and, and keep leveraging. She said, I appreciate how you leverage your your life with this role and you make it work to both benefits. She said, you're very good at that. <laughs> and I agree with her. And then I asked her a question because of all, you know, what we what we talked about last week as far as all the turnover and, you know, um, black people are not surviving there. And just so happens our supervisor is black. And uh, I, I just asked her, I said, are you okay up there with all that's going on? And, you know, she gave a super political answer. It was just like, Oh yeah, I mean, like ridiculously political. Did she rehearse it? <laughs> right, like it felt rehearsed. But she just, but it was off the cuff. But she just, it was just like the perfect political answer. And I told her, I said, if I ever need a press secretary, I think you have a job. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I would definitely hire her because she's, you know, she doesn't have gaffes. Okay. She does not have gas. She's always just so spot on. So, you know, I already told you you weren't going to be my press secretary. There are other positions for you. But, like, talking to people off the cuff, I rehearsed. Oh, no. Can't do that. So you and this sixth grade teacher were having it out and you were starting to say you wanted my opinion on something. Oh, the sixth grade teacher. So do you think it is appropriate to celebrate a sixth grade graduation going from sixth grade to junior high, going from elementary to junior high and making a big deal out of it? Like big deal, like ceremony, cap and gowns, all of that. No, I think that's idiotic. If it was just like, let's give them some ribbons and let them kind of have a free class today and tell them how proud we are of them and celebrate their accomplishments. Okay, sure, fine. But capping gowns and ceremony? No, God, no. That's way too much. Yeah, I, I'm, Lord knows I didn't. I didn't do anything like that. We just went on to the next freaking grade. There was nothing special about it. Right. So for me, and I know this is going to piss off a lot of pe- a lot of people. Because y'all think it's cute to dress up little kids, like, and make them be older. Like, I can't, I cannot stand kindergarten graduation. Oh, I agree. It's stupid. Like, what are we doing? And the same thing with sixth graders going to junior high. I, like, remind them, I'm like, A, if we were in a real district, you know, these sixth graders would already be in a middle school. And so they'd be going to you know, just to the next grade level. That's true. So will we do this with fifth graders? No, that would feel ridiculous. And so why are we so why are we making such a big deal out of such a minor accomplishment? And basically to me, 
it cheapens the real experience. Absolutely, it does. Because the, the goal is to graduate high school. No one's goal, unless it's back in 1812, where you might die of scurvy and not make it <laughs> to uh, <laughs> the 12th grade. You know, <laughs> the goal. Eat the your goal, citrus. <laughs> the goal is not making it to, to middle school. No, aim higher than that. So, yeah, it's like couples that celebrate their three month anniversary, yeah. or six month anniversary. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. idiotic. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I think it's dumb. Um, <coughs> I was always told, oh, what was her name? Just one math teacher I had, could not remember her name. But math was always my worst subject. And I was always a pain in the ass in her class because I had no clue what I was doing. And I expressed that by being a pain in the ass. If I saw her today, I would apologize. <laughs> I don't think I was like disruptive or anything, but I just didn't pay attention because I was just like lost. Um, but she was like, you know, you should take this seriously because you only ever walk a stage twice in your life or you only ever walk a stage and receive a diploma twice in your life. When you graduate high school and when you graduate college. And this really matters and you're going to want those moments. And I was like, okay, I still don't understand your subject, but I feel you. So like... Walking the stage as a sixth grader, no, I I think that's so dumb. I'm I'm just I'm just not a fan, and I know that there are a lot of, you know, I'm probably we're probably gonna get a lot of feedback from this, but I'm sorry. Um, this this goes in the line of participation ribbons. I was about to say you know me, I'm not a participation trophy guy. Yeah, this is this is a participation trophy, and I'm just not for it. You know, elementary school is not that difficult seriously no like like not at all <laughs> it's just not that difficult so um we're not selling this is not a big you know let's throw a, a a huge party like this woman wants to throw a huge huge event is she gonna pay and for I'm it just, no and that was the other part of it like she wants your funds doesn't she Oh, they all want my funds, bro. <laughs> they all want my funds. But I made it very clear that. that school, dude. Well, I made it very clear that no, I'm not using any funds for this. And I told her, I said, you're not either. You're we we're not using any school funds for this. Everything that's going to be done is going to be uh, parent driven, and that's it. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, she. I guess- Whatever the parents want to get together and do that. I'm sorry, finish your thought. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what I was already told is how this thing works. The thing is, is that this is her first year teaching s- sixth grade. Mm-hmm. She's been like a lower level. She's been a like a kindergarten teacher all before this, and so she sometimes she thinks like a kindergarten teacher, and. Uh, it's frustrating. It's just fr- it's just it's just so fresh. I left that meeting and I went home early because I was just so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I was so frustrated. I went to the counselor's office, who had already warned me. Like he already told me, he was just like, "Look, just let the woman do whatever she wants to do. If you try and manage it, you're just going to be mad." <laughs> no, we're not going to be. I will not let this be a logical word. Not blah 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 blah. blah. Like she wanted to change the date, you know. We had to have we have to have it on. Like she wanted to make her sixth grade graduation on a Tuesday, and we still have to go to school till Friday. What the hell? 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just like, so do you really think that anyone's going to show up for school for the rest of the week? Hell no. Graduation ceremony for them. I'm like, that's not even logical. That no, no. And so I put my foot down about the date, and then come to find out, the next like that night, she emails the other sixth grade teachers who I had already talked to, uh, and emails them talking about, well, I wanted to have it on Tuesday, but Mr. Ratliff thinks that we should have it on Thursday, and the reason I want to have it on Tuesday is because my daughter is graduating on that day. And on on that Thursday, and I need to be able to prepare for her graduation too. Baby girl, it's not about you. Bingo. Like it's not about you. The bottom effing line. It is not about you. It is not about you, baby. It is not about. And so, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to make this woman cry. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she gonna she gonna catch me in a mood. Cause like here lately, especially cause my feet and like I'm much more irritable. Like it, I kind of hear it in your voice today. You know, I'm just I'm just irritable, and mm-hmm. so she's gonna catch me in a mood, and I'm just gonna if I say look, like that's that's how it starts. <laughs> if I say the look. word look, if I say look, it's yep. over. <laughs> it's over. Yep, that's you. <laughs> I, I I I I'm all out of cool. I'm all out of cool. <laughs> Your look is my version of let me let me tell you something. Like yeah. when I'm at work and they and, and they fuck up and they can tell I'm annoying. They say, Damien, what's up? And I say, look, look, let, let me let me tell you something. That's when that's when I know all the like it, the gloves are about to come off. My patience, my leadership. Man, Damien's a great overseer, manager, leader, whatever you want to call him. He doesn't yell. He's never mean. He's always positive. Always shows us the right way to do things. Never negative. If I say, let, let me let me tell you something. It's over. You're about to think of me in a whole new light. You're about to see my nasty side. I'm gonna lose respect points. Yep. <laughs> yep. So when I say when I say look, it's over. The gloves are <laughs> off. It's over. And I'm going. I'm not. I won't stop until you cry. <laughs> <laughs> If I see a tear, I'm gonna keep talking oh, and let no. you know about yourself until I see a tear. You better quiver your lip just a little bit, just to make me shut up. Because you done made <laughs> now you done made me mad. <laughs> I'm gonna learn to cry on demand so that when you tell me look, I can just start bawling. Mm-hmm. It won't necessarily work. <laughs> cry too early, I'm just gonna be what you crying about. I ain't even said nothing yet. <laughs> Oh yeah, you better, you better have a lot more tears in the chamber. Okay, right. Oh, Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, I am. So, yeah. So, sixth grade graduation might be the death of me. Um, Cinco de Mayo <laughs> might be the death of me. <laughs> I'm pretty over that too. I am pretty over that entire event and. I don't know. Just having to work with people right now is just not fun. Yeah, I <laughs> feel irritable. that. I'm just irritable. Yeah. But um, part of my irritability comes because a year ago today, actually, a year ago today at about, and I've talked about this on this program before, on this podcast, um, this is when your friend 
Yes, a year ago today, today, yeah. at about 5 a.m., um, I was streaming, and I could have like four guests up in my streams in, my, in the boxes, so they were also on camera with me, and one of my best friends, one of my, my little brothers, um, Nicholas Nobles, uh, he had just gotten off of work. He worked as a security guard uh, at a women's halfway home. And he had just gotten off of work and he was in his car, just kind of relaxing before he went inside and we were streaming and just having a good time. Um, Chef Willie was there, uh, was also on the stream and Jaden, uh, uh, Dulcet, who was the headliner for Basin Pride uh, when it was here in Midland. He was also in the stream. And uh, our good friend Arthur and uh, uh, good friend Johnny, who was also in Midland, uh, was in the stream. Uh, Nick is in, uh, in Dallas. And so uh, we're laughing it up and some somebody was just like somebody was in there and they were singing and it was horrible. We we're just all laughing and having a good time. And then Nick, Nick looked up and he said, wait a minute, these, they trying to, they trying to rob me. And then he got up to get out of his car. And then like, I didn't hear any noise, but the next thing I know, he slumps back down into his car. And all I could see was his hand reaching for his phone. And all you could see was the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. He's yelling out. And he's saying, I've been shot. Help me. Oh, my God, I've been shot. And, like, I get everybody to kind of, you know, I hear him say that. And, I'm, and I see, you know, the picture on the screen. And I'm like, everybody, you know, hush. Um, Nick, what are you talking about? And he's just like, I just got shot. Somebody just shot me. I need help. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. I need help. And uh, it just got so surreal in that moment. And everybody's like freaking out. And I, and I just, this weird calm came over me. And I was just like, okay, let me get some information. What is your address? What, where are you right now? <clears throat> and he gave me, you know, his apartment address, told me exactly where he was. And I said, okay, I want you to keep talking to me. Everyone else on the stream, I want you to call your 911 wherever you are. And tell them that you're on a live stream and you just saw someone get shot and you need to send an ambulance to their location. And, um, you know, of all the people that were watching on my stream, four people responded and they did those things. You know, one of them was Chef Willie, um, Jaden, Arthur, and John and you know um, they the as they were calling their nine one one from their respective locations, you know they were coming back and and the one that was with Arthur he was who is in St Louis so so let's do the locations. Uh, Chef Willie is in Houston. Um, Jaden is in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Arthur is in St. Louis, Missouri, and Johnny is here in Midland. 
and Nick is in Dallas. He's actually in the ski. He was in the ski at the time. And we're all, you know, everyone's calling from their respective locations. And Arthur said, when he called, he said, they said that this is the, the fourth call and everyone's calling and giving this exact same address. What are, what's going on? He told him, you know, we're on a live stream together. You know, we all witnessed this <clears throat> stream and we're just, you know, we're talking about him. We're, we're just, we want him to get help. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they eventually um, send an ambulance, did call, send an ambulance. And here's the thing. No one in his apartment complex, no one right there in the complex heard anything. Like no one heard gunshots. No one came out to see. This is 530 in the morning. You know, no one knew anything. And it goes to show that the random gun violence and so I'll, I'm, I'll wind up to that. I'm going to get to that point. But, you know, I want just to, to again, tell this, this moment. And so the whole time I'm, I'm talking to Nick and, you know, from all of my training, I know that, you know, I don't want him to stop talking and I don't want him to fall asleep because if he does, then that could be it. He's losing a lot of blood. Um, I just wanted to keep him talking. And he's just, you know, he's telling me, it's just like, bro, I don't, I don't, I want to see my kids grow up. He has two young boys. Uh, he was just like, I want to see my kids grow up. I, I, there's, there's still so much to do. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I'm like, Nick, you're not going to die. You're going to stick with me and we, we're, we're getting you help. Help is on the way. And, you know, eventually, like that was a good, five minutes it felt like 20 you know when you're in that moment and, and it's like so much is happening and you know you're you're trying to stay calm and where I was at this time we said that back so at that time I was working overnight at a hotel as a night auditor and so I was at work and um I'm so glad no one like came up to my counter or anything. And, you know, no one came to, cause I don't know how I would have been able to handle that, mm. but um, it just allowed me to, to stay calm, be on the phone with him and, um, you know, be on the phone with everybody else and everybody else, you know, had, had just, they were quiet. They were attentive. They were listening, you know, they were trying to be supportive as well. And we're just talking to, to Nick the whole time and, you know, just encouraging him, trying to just, hey, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Not knowing, you know, what had happened, where he had been shot, anything, because he didn't know. Mm -hmm. uh, he couldn't feel anything. Like I said, he was reaching for his phone, but as far as he got was as far as he got. And he yeah. said he couldn't, he couldn't move anymore. He couldn't do anything else. Yeah. And, and um, so eventually the ambulance, we heard them in the background. They got to the apartment complex and then they had went past where he was. And so Nick freaked out. He was just like, they just passed me. Oh my God, they're not going to find me. Um, I'm going to die here in this car. I don't want to die in this car. I'm like, no, they're, we're going to find you because Arthur was still on the phone and had connected with that dispatch and that Mesquite 911. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, he was able to help guide them. Like, no, you guys went too far. Come back. It's this is the car. This is the color. You know, it's on this row. And and then eventually we hear the paramedics coming up to the car and everything. And, you know, they're asking questions. And eventually they find the they see the phone and they turn off the phone. And that's that's it. Like, that's all we know. We yeah. don't know anything else. And so, uh, you know, I have a little moment with the guys and, and just, you know, I thank them for just listening and for following instruction. And I told them, I said, you guys saved Nick's life right now. I just want you to know that you guys saved him by, by just acting. You could have just ended the stream and, and gone on about your way, but you actually, you know, you actually responded and, and didn't treat this like it was something else. And I'm, I'm so grateful to you guys. And I would have expected that from, from those particular guys, because we had already be, really grown a bond and had already, like we were already making plans for everybody to come down this summer, that summer for Basin Pride in Midland. And so, uh, you know, we, we were already really close, but that just like galvanized us even more so. Right. But what it brought, what it brought to, to, to heart and to light is the random gun violence that happens in our streets, even to good people who are not doing anything to anyone else. And it goes to speak to the people who did that to Nick still have not been apprehended to this day. It's a year later. It's one year later. The streets know who who did it. Like if there were street if 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 street justice was wanted, like these people they would have been dead. But Nick's mom did not want that to happen and Nick didn't want that happen to happen. Because if they're dead, they can't pay restitution. And so they they're needed to be alive so that they can help pay for everything that Nick is going to need for the rest of his life. Yeah. So uh, they've still not been caught. No, but of course people not. Know, you know, people know who they are. And, uh, you know, when I think about what's going on in the Texas Senate right now, you know, they just... Courtney? Courtney. Oh, no. Um, there you are. Yeah. There, I was just getting a phone call. Um, ah, gotcha. The Texas Senate has spent time, money, and effort to create a bill that to make, to make it to where the Ten Commandments have to be posted in every classroom. Seriously? Yes. This just recently passed. Oh, my. It passed? But, Yes. The same Texas legislature is still trying to legislate drag queens out of existence and make it to where a drag show is illegal, is considered a a sexual act and cannot be done in public spaces. They're spending time trying to fight for vouchers 
for schools so that they can monetize education. They're doing everything they possibly can except do anything that's going to keep people safe. A year after Sandy Hook, or a year after, well, any of them, a year after Uvalde, and still no action. We still have, we have laws on the book, just the contrary. It's easier. It keeps getting easier to get a gun in this state. It gets easier to carry a gun in this state than it is to, to you know, protect yourself from it. Yeah. The laws make it easy for someone to come up and shoot my friend and paralyze him. So jump forward to today. He's gone through multiple surgeries. He had a bullet that was lodged in his neck for a long time. They had to wait for the swelling and everything to go down. Um, He started rehab. He regained a little bit of feeling in his fingers, but he is paralyzed. And he is in a, in a wheelchair. Not a, and it's not a wheelchair that he can push, that he can roll with his hands. He doesn't have use of his, his limbs. It's very limited. Will he get those uses back? Do they know? They don't know. They, they, it, it is unknown. It's a possibility that he could. It's a possibility that he never will. Yeah. And this is the life that he's left with now. But he's the type of person who's just grateful to still have life. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that he is still alive. I'm so grateful that he still gets to see his kids grow up. I hate, I absolutely hate that the circumstances to which he has to live now, I hate it. I hate it for him. I absolutely hate it for him. But he is so fortunate to have um, a partner, a girlfriend, um, one of his, his, his children's baby mom has stuck by him through the whole thing. She's been there from day one, and she is there with him now. Like, um, rather than be solemn on that day out, she uh, had posted on her Facebook that you know, she want she wanted to raise some funds that so that she and Nick could go out and celebrate life. And I sent them a big wad of cash because yeah. I wanted them to go out and celebrate because it is something worth celebrating. And uh, I, it just, but it just makes it just free infuriates me even more when I see the stupid shit that's going on in Congress and none of it is doing anything to prevent what happened to Nick to happen from any, to anyone else. And uh, here on the actual anniversary, and I'm not okay. Like I personally, I, uh, this is when I was doing Othello and struggling mightily with it and dealing with, with that crazy bitch mm. and um, you know having her pull all of her shenanigans and just trying to deal with that 
trying to deal with closing the last school year, uh, just trying to deal with life that was already challenging. And in the back of my mind, it's, is my friend going to live, you know, for several days? That was the, is he going to live? Um, that morning while I was still there at work, you know, after I finally ended the stream and, and finished talking to everyone, kind of had my little mental breakdown, cried, realized that I was still at work and finished my shift. And, you know, when the next person came in, I, I told them what had happened and they're just like, oh my God, I can't believe you're even still here. And uh, I was just like, well, where else am I going to go? What else am I going to do? Right. I called, you know, I called um, my pastor at the time and let them know what was going on and that I'm not going to be at church today because uh, I'm really, I messed up. And so uh, I felt so much guilt. Um, and uh, I still feel a little bit of guilt because I feel like if I had not been streaming, he wouldn't have been in that situation. And it's also possible that if you hadn't been streaming, nobody would have found him. Exactly. That's the flip side. That is exactly the flip side. And that's what he wanted to make sure that, you know, I knew and I understood. And that's what so many people have told me. They're just like, Courtney, if you weren't streaming, he still would have gotten robbed. And, um, you know, because it was, it was a situation where they knew what time he got home every night and they were casing him and they were just waiting for the opportunity. And so it was just a matter of when, when is this going to happen? And it just so happened, happened to be when he was on my stream. And so if he had not been on my stream, I, I, I do think about that because no one heard the gunshot. It's 5.30 in the morning. Who knows how long he would have been there in that parking lot with no help. He most likely would have bled out and died. Right. And, you know, when you, when you think of that, when you look back and think about that picture, you know, you're grateful. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still, to this day, I, I can't help but have this, but still. Because if he wouldn't have, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's one of those, but still. And I don't know. I, uh, I, get, so, I get so torn between being really angry, um, being did it, being angry that law enforcement didn't seem to care enough to find the person, who, the people who did it, being angry with the lawmakers who have done nothing to prevent anything like this from happening again. Uh, I'm also wrestling with being so thankful that he's still alive, that he's, you know, that I can talk to him today and hear his laugh. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that. I am very grateful for that. And uh, here on this one year anniversary, I just felt like it was something that I needed to talk about. 
um, I needed to have that therapeutic moment. Um, like I said, we've, if you've been a longtime listener to this show, we've talked about this before. This is not the first time you're ever hearing of it, but you know, I know we have a lot of people who are just joining the show, just like Damien said. We've got a lot of new listeners. And I just want people to know that real life happens and it's challenging. And it's challenging to, to put on that brave face and to keep going. But real life happens and it keeps happening and it keeps happening. And we just have to do everything we can do to make sure that we put people in positions of power to do the right things. Stop voting for stop voting for red or blue and vote for the people who are actually going to do something. No matter what their their political affiliation. If they're just going to go up there and sit there and not do anything, then that's not who you need to vote for. That's not who need, who you need to rep, need who needs to represent you. And if you're supportive of these people that are focusing on putting the Ten Commandments in classrooms rather than teaching about gun safety and gun violence and restricting gun violence and doing something about gun violence that are endangering the lives of the children in these classrooms, reevaluate your life's priorities. Like seriously reevaluate what you care about as a human being. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you, if you really think that posting the 10 commandments is going to change anyone's anything, it's just you're wrong. You're wrong. Because you have to just having a, a list of rules on the board without any actual true teaching of what it does. And then you look at the people who are probably going to be doing the teaching. They've already broken most of those commandments. It's like that whole adultery thing. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. It's just—it's so irrelevant to anything that could actually be helping and benefiting our children and what they're learning in a school place. Yes, it's—it's it's just absurd. Yes. And so uh, I didn't. I kind of yeah. I meant to be preachy a little bit today. You have every right uh, to be. Uh, just. Because this day, and having this on my mind all day, uh, even when went to bed last night, knowing that at five in the morning, things changed. Life changed. Life changed for a lot of people. And waking up this morning thinking, because I wake up, my my first alarm goes off at, 5.35 a.m. every morning, every school day morning. And I'm thinking right now at this very moment, I'm on your life. I'm on a string. Yeah. I'm, on a, I'm on a live stream trying to keep my friend alive. That's what I was doing a year ago when I woke up this morning. And God bless the fact that you wake up early that every single morning like that. Good <laughs> God, dude. Right? It, it's oh. a struggle. It's a struggle. 
Yeah. Is a I struggled a few times a week. I have to wake up at six thirty. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Here lately, like I haven't purposely not been drinking coffee. Mm. Yeah, my good mornings are not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what's on my mind, everyone. Um, I hate to make it so dark, but that's just the reality of where I am, what's on my mind and the things that I actually go through. You know, people, people oftentimes want to know what makes me click. What are the things that, that make me me? You know, this experience is one of the things that makes me me. And it, it's something that again is life changing. I will never forget that experience for the rest of my life for the rest of my life. It took me a long time to even want to stream again because I was just scared. No, go ahead. See, we talked about this in Messenger. (laughs) Go ahead. I was, I was done. I I over talk sometimes. Go ahead. No, I just, I think it's, I think what people need to understand about people like you and, and people like me is we're already passionate about what we're passionate about. And one thing that we're both passionate about is like, protecting people and doing you know doing right by people and then so so we're already up in arms about things like gun safety because of the harm and effects it has on others and then when it deeply personally affects you in the way that it did i I don't think people grasp how much that can consume someone like you it just you're already passionate about when it doesn't affect you directly and now it has directly affected you it's just it, it it it's magnified tenfold. It's magnified. So you think about episode one, and we're talking about Uvalde. Mm-hmm. Well, I had already gone through that experience with Nick. Like I had already lived through that experience with Nick. Right. And so that's why I was, you know, so incredibly passionate about about that and, and gun violence and. You know, what are we doing to keep people safe? What are we doing to keep children safe? Are we doing anything? And the answer from the capital of the state of Texas is nothing. We're if, doing nothing. If the teachers hold the Ten Commandments out in front of them, it'll deflect the bullets. <laughs> That's their secret plan we don't know about. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to be on the big stone pillars. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. Excuse me, Mr. Killer, but God said thou shalt not kill, so why don't you put that gun down and we can all be friends? Thank you. All right. Like, come on, bro. You're fucking real. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. But that's where we are. That's Texas. That's what people <laughs> vote for because they want to vote red. Well, let's remember that the majority of people in this state think that if you put a gun in a teacher's pocket, suddenly all these students are safer. Yes. I mean, good God, man. There are school districts that are moving towards that next year. There's a school district local. They can do that? Yeah. God yeah. There, there's, there's, a, there's a school. I, want, I don't know if it's a private school here in Midland or a private school in Odessa. But there is a school locally 
that is moving towards that next year, where teachers will be have concealed weapons. So, so. And I know that that's not a campus I ever want to be on, because that Seriously. campus is more unsafe than it was before. That's the wild, wild west right there. Exactly. Because let me tell you, I don't trust I don't trust any teacher with a gun. Because you talk about the it's most a high stressed, stress job. Yeah, thank you. Thank the you. most stressed, <laughs> stressed out people at the end of a day, where they've been dealing with these badass kids. <laughs> and and let me tell you, I'll give you an example of something that would stress me smooth the f out. Because this happened today. A kid was in class messing around, joking around, didn't do his homework from the night before and thought it was really funny. And they were just like, well, why didn't you do your homework? I didn't feel like doing that. So I didn't. Teacher is furious, calls this kid's mom. Tell your mom why you didn't do your homework. Because I didn't feel like it. The mom laughed. Of course. The mom laughed. Yeah, of course. What yeah. is this? Te- How is this teacher supposed to react now? Now let's give this teacher a gun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. It, it's um, it's just nonsense. That's that's the thing about. Like I, I I've said this multiple times on this show. And I don't mean to get preachy on my part, but I just can't wrap my mind around the arguments of people that don't support gun restrictions. I'm, I, I've said it so many times, like I'm not talking about banging on people's doors and take guns away, but I don't understand the arguments of like every solution they have is so non like what, what do you and I want? Greater background checks, mental health evaluations, required gun safety classes. I'm 50-50 on restricting AR-15s. I know that's like the weapon of choice, but I don't know how much that would actually solve the issue as a whole. But, right, we agree on pretty common sense things. And they're like, well, why don't we just give all the teachers guns? Well, no. What? What? More guns. Like, it it makes no sense. The old white dude. It's nonsensical. The old white dude who shot the the black kid because the black kid mistakenly knocked on his door. The man is 84. And he targeted that kid, for sure. Could barely see. Like, one eye is, like, swollen shut. Could barely see. Why the hell does this old man still have a gun? Yeah. That's what I just, I just, like, if you are a mentally sane person, why are you so concerned about it? It it, it's just like it's like the argument we always said. If you're a straight person, why do you care if a gay person gets married? Yeah. If you're a mentally healthy person, why do you care if I don't let a mentally unhealthy person own a gun? And they it's say just... they say it's the people, not the gun. I fucking agree. So why can't we agree to restrict these people's ability to get the weapon? Exactly. Exactly. Like <laughs> I'm mad now. <laughs> it's it's just. It defies logic. It just defies logic. <laughs> oh, it really defies logic. Yeah, it, it does. It just 
And these people who want to come on talking about, well, it's my Second Amendment right. But you want to restrict a lot of other people's rights to do a lot of other things. And I've said like, it before. Oh, sorry. You finished your thought. My apologies. I was just going to say that, you know, you don't have a right to, to make your own choice about having a baby. You know, who I thought reproducing and, life was a God-given right or whatever. And I don't have a right to love the person I love. I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally sick, you know. Yeah. I'm a defect. But, I'm a birth defect. But Second Amendment says I can bear arms. We're going to, we're going to. I got a right to my gun, British. Get that shit out of here. I just like I've said it before. I don't I don't think Courtney agrees. If you do agree, you've never really commented, but I genuinely personally don't give two solid fucks what some men in nineteen or in seventeen eighty nine thought about rights. And I personally think that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights should be rewritten. This this country should not be governing off of laws that were written in the seventeen hundreds. I don't give a fuck what men who have been dead for three hundred years or however long many years it's been, thought about how this country should run in a nation that has evolved rapidly in terms of technology and global accessibility, the way we operate now, the when they I, I do not give a shit how they thought the country should operate. It is irrelevant to me. We live in the real world with real world, fast, rapidly evolving problems that George Washington, he the greatest founding father, and Thomas Jefferson, the slave owner, could never, um, so was Washington, could never have foreseen, and I don't care how they thought a country should have been run. I don't you care. Know, it means nothing to me. I completely agree, and the main reason I agree with you is how can we have a set of rules that we're supposed to be governed by that weren't even written to include all of the Americas? No, oh, you were three fifths of a person to them. Okay, I wasn't. I was a property. <laughs> I'm I property just, when that was God, written. F rules don't sense. even apply to me. It it's stupid. It makes no fucking sense. So anyway, the, so <laughs> so this is why I told you. I don't know if we'll be able to get to that topic because yeah, yeah. I, you know I I have something else on my mind and. It's probably going to get a little deep, and uh, so I don't know. Oh, good. We can skip it. Right on. Because I think it's – quite honestly, I think that the draft is the NFL's way of being relevant at this time of year. Because when you think about it, who gives a shit? Well, I just want to know. I mainly want to know who do you think is going one overall. That's really what I mostly wanted to discuss. I think it's going to be CJ Stroud out of left field. I don't think they're taking um, Bryce Young. So you think Bryce Young? It'll be Bryce Young. Okay, cool. We can move on. I I really just want to hear your opinion on that. It'll be Bryce Young. Okay. I, I yeah, it'll be Bryce Young. And I absolutely love talking about the draft. And so once and eventually when we get the sports podcast rolling, just know that I love talking draft, football, and basketball. I'm not well, gonna like come in and mock drafts or still dumb shit like that, but I do like talking about the stories and the combines and the pro days and stuff like that. See, it's all to make the NFL feel more relevant in its off time. And because here's here's what here's my big thing is these people who get drafted are not all that relevant. Mm-hmm. Some of them will never even get on the field. Mm-hmm. Some of them shouldn't get on the field. 
Um, yeah, I the get ones that. who do get on who do get on the field and play instantly, it's normally not that good opportunity because they're on god awful teams. Yeah, <laughs> and so well, you, I mean, like you can say like attempting to be relevant, but like last year draft night one got more views than an NBA playoff basketball game and draft day three got the same amount of views as an NBA playoff game. So they're, they're pretty freaking relevant no matter what they do. Nah. I mean, that, that still doesn't make it like relevant to the actual game. It just means that people have nothing better to watch, <laughs> people are invested, which is why they keep showing it. Cause people we do are need invested. to, we do need to touch on some basketball playoffs soon, or at least get that damn podcast rolling because we haven't right? talked any basketball. We haven't talked any basketball. I mean, that's like the relevant the stuff that's going on, but we will get to that. We will get to that. Yeah, I agree. We will spare our other people. <laughs> um, oh, and other news, and other news, things that are going on in Midland. Apparently, you we both missed a humdinger of a commissioner's court meeting oh judge johnson and commissioner ramsey went toe-to-toe oh i love ramsey (laughs) and all kind of and a lot was said and a lot of accusations were made oh yeah apparently it was a hot mess (laughs) and then and of course that there was more on the library thing and thanks, thanks to people like you know, cuddles and, and all those people. Um, the library is now inundated with requests to to change books. Of course. Um, the requests that the commissioner made over the book Beautiful, you know, the one that made her feel moist. Dripping. Right. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> made her feel certain things in certain places. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, libra- the, the head librarian denied the request to remove the book. Good, good. It's and so now it's being challenged at the next level. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she just won't let it die. Ah. Uh... And so now they want to rehaul the classification system and make uh, make the, the age change the ages because nine to seventeen is just that's just not appropriate. Okay, that's hold not- on. I don't uh, a nine year old ringing about some girl banging and getting finished on that might be a little rough. I'm just saying, I thought it was like 13 to 17 or 12 to 17 or something. Well, which it probably is. It probably is nine. 13 to 17. <laughs> but, you know, in, in an interview I saw with Commissioner Anderson, um, you know, she said she was like nine. That's just, that's just too, uh, mean, that needs to change. I hate to agree with that, but that's a nine. Like, yeah. That, yeah, I agree, lady. Yeah, but that's that's not the classification being used. So right, okay, okay. <laughs> so you know, stop dramatizing the whole yeah. thing. Lady. I'm like, don't make me agree with these people, <laughs> right? You know, state just state facts. 
Right. Let the facts back your case. Let the facts back your case. So she's not happy that her request to uh, remove or resort the book was denied. The head librarian was just like, "Mm, girl, sit down. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, that apparently it was it was quite the meeting. It was quite the meeting. We we need to you need to talk to Heather. If you're not talked to Heather in, in a while, you need to talk to Heather. Okay. I got quite the synopsis. Got you. But uh that's all I have. So the time for the millennial moment. The millennial moment. So this is a weird one today, Courtney, okay? As a millennial, of course. So I have two prepared. And if you're not on board with number one, I'm going to go with option two, okay? Oh, my gosh. So millennial. So I'm talking to Sarah today. Sarah from Out of the Arcadia. Um, We were going to record for a new movie, and then we just kind of – plans got changed. But she and I were chit-chatting in Discord for a while, and she asked me a question. And it really made me think because you and I are very good friends – but like we don't talk as much anymore if we're not talking on the podcast, you know? Right. And so I haven't asked you in a while. And so I'm going to propose a question. And if you'd like millennial moments actually going to be focused on you today because oh, I, Lord. because I want to know this, but if you decide, eh, you know what? I want to go there. Then I've got a whole other thing that I was originally going to do today prepared. Okay. Okay. So we've been talking a lot lately about like gun violence, which we literally, I mean, it's ironic. We just talked about it. We've been talking a lot lately about like trans rights in this nation, gay rights in this nation. Um, obviously, like it's not as heavy, but they still are doing things to like suppress voting rights and other rights for African-Americans, especially places like Georgia, South Carolina, etc. Yes. You don't very often, if ever, talk about how it affects you personally and like your mental health feelings on these. And so like, do you want to just talk about how, like, cause you, you talk about policy and you talk about how it affects people as a whole, but you never say you very rarely, except for today, like me personally, Courtney, this is how it's affecting me. This is where my mental health is at. Would you like to, do you want to tell the people, do you want to just skip that? You can skip that. We don't have to, cause you didn't bring it up. You've never brought it up yourself really. Well, here's the thing. Um, things don't affect me in the same way because they don't affect me in the same way. You know, a lot of the things that are being done to oppress voters and all those type of things are um, done to hurt people who don't have the resources that I have. And so, you know, I still see it. I still hate it. It affects people I know, but it doesn't necessarily affect me. And you don't let it like personally bring you down or personally affect you. No. Okay. So, and, and, and I think that that, that is when you've lived a life where you had so many lows and, you know, it's things that I don't, I don't necessarily talk about, but I've had a lot of lows in my life. I've been through some shit. And it's how I know that things get better. It's how I have the audacity to hope. Because I've, yes, because I've, I've 
I've been at the low. I've, I've lived at the low. Um, I've been homeless and sleeping in the car. I've lived that life. I have uh, faced it again in an adult situation. I've lived those lives. I've lived very hard things in my life. And um, I've been able to survive it and thrive it. And so there are a lot, there are so many things that don't rattle me because it can't possibly be as bad as what I've already been through. Watching my friend almost die on my live stream. I've been through that. You know, it, there, there are just so many things that just don't shake me. And I think that for a lot of, you know, a lot of African-Americans, we go through so much in life that once we meet up with something else, it's just like, what is this bullshit now? And it just, just you know, where someone who's not been through it, who's not been through some things, it will shake them to their core. But if you've already been through some shit, it's just like, okay, this is just some more shit. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like that I'm not affected. It's just, I'm numb. I feel that. And I've gone through probably half as less shit, if not less than half of what you've been through. And I'm pretty numb. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> like, oh, it happened again. Okay, that's not gonna change. Move on today. So, what is your other question? So, the other one's not a question. Um, the other one is just simply uh, a thing that I've been doing that I've come to share. <laughs> All right. So, since February, and I waited to talk about this until I did it consistently enough to where I felt like I could talk about it. I have had a ritual. Every day when I wake up, although I've skipped it probably about like six or seven times, but since February, it's a decent track record. <laughs> um, so as what I do, as what I, this is what I, this is, this is a commitment I made to myself that I was going to do once I moved to Midland. And I started it just a little bit before I went, moved to Midland just to kind of like prepare myself. So I wake up minimum two and a half hours before I need to like be somewhere to start my day. So for example, if I work at 7 a.m., I'm up by 5.30. Wait, no, 5.30, no, 4.30. Um, if I, if it's like, oh, I got to be at work at 11, then at minimum I'm up by like 8, etc. right? So my first hour of every day, I have been meditating. Let me tell you, meditation is fantastic as somebody who has a very overactive brain and bipolar depression meditating for that first hour every day is so nice because i can sit there and like it's not like that oh clear your mind of all thoughts it's not like that but for one hour i can sit there in complete silence and just talk myself through everything why am i stressed about this let's stop feeling stressed about this why am i upset about this let's no longer be upset about this why are you still worrying about this thing that happened one year ago it happened one year ago let's not worry about that and so i give myself that time to process the, the emotions that i'm feeling and in return it doesn't affect me as much throughout the day because i've already addressed it if that makes sense um hmm. it's wonderful and then 
I go for a 30 minute little walkie walk. You know what I'm saying? Get outside, touch some grass, see the trees, see the birds, listen to the annoying ass Midland traffic. You know what I'm saying? Just, just be out there in the universe. So it's literally just 15 minutes to point A, 15 minutes back to the house. Just there and back. Real quick. Just get myself moving. Um, I'm going to take a shower and I play some chess. Gets my brain working. Helps me get better at the game. Just kind of has me time. And then I journal for like 10 minutes and I just write down how am I feeling that day? What's some important things that are going on? What are my goals? I've been writing aspirations. So like I am loved. I am worthy of love. I am successful. I am worthy of successful. I am wealthy. I am worthy of wealth. Stuff like that. And I know it's corny. It's hippy dippy. It's millennial. This is my millennial minute, but it is very thoroughly effective on someone like me. And it's just a really, really awesome routine I've been able to develop. Um, and I stuck to it for about three months now. And so I finally felt like I could come onto the pod and talk about it and not feel like a hypocrite. Because if I had done it for like two weeks, I would have felt like a hypocrite being like, yeah, guys, this is great. But I have done it <laughs> for three months now, and it is wonderful. So that's what I got for you. Good. You can laugh is, at me for being a hippie now. No, it, it's very millennial. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of people, you know, who do those things. And... It's about finding a routine that works for you and whatever you do to, to help your mental, you know, um, I definitely always encourage journaling. I think journaling is one of the most important things that you can ever do. Uh, in one of the parenting classes that I teach this family leadership Institute, um, as part of my job, we talk there's a section where we talk about journaling and how important that is to, you know, you're not necessarily writing to anyone else, but for you to get your own thoughts and ideas out of your head and onto something else is extremely important. And it's very healthy because you need to, everyone needs to find a release. And not everyone podcast, you know, for me, a lot of times it's this podcast is my release. It's, it, this replaces me journaling mm-hmm. a lot of the times. And so, uh, you know, you, you need those things. They are extremely important in your life to find, help you find balance, find your chi. So agreed. Right on. I've also decided that you and I are going to play a chess game for the people next time we're in person. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know about <laughs> all that because I'm not really big on chess. Uh, I barely remember what does what. And I would lose. And I don't like losing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Corny said, let's stop while we're ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah, I and I would like chess. to I would like to thank Heather for commenting on my question about the uh self-care routine <laughs> and for confirming that I should not use that bar of soap on my face. <laughs> Y'all are weird for even using the bar of soap. Like I guess when I was a kid, I used the bar of soap directly and then like after I learned like about a towel, a hand towel. <laughs> Do you wrap it up in like a hand towel? 
I like get the hand towel really soapy and use like it like that, a loofah. So you like, I'm not like arguing with you. I'm just confused. So you like take a hand towel and you like get it really wet. You get the bar soap really wet and you kind of rub them to the, to the t- hand towels like smothered in soap. And then you kind of use that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But I just use a, a loofah and a, and a squeezy soap uh, body wash. I'll use body wash these days. Yeah, I'm a body wash guy. So when I used to use body wash, I did use a loofah. I'd use that Axe one where it's like kind of really rough on the one side and then like it's like a normal loofah on the other side. Um, oh, yeah. I use I use that for a while. Um, but with the soap, I mean, it's it's our soap. It's meant to, you know, so. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know because even though like I know I'm getting clean, I don't feel as clean as I used to feel with the loofah and the body wash. Bam. <laughs> no, but that's what not, I was talking about. That's, like, that's what I was talking about in the last video. But I don't feel like you're scrubbing anything when you just use a bar of soap. Well, the soap I use has like these um uh particles or like the like um this one I think I'm using right now, it's like some kind of something. It's like natural like sand or something. It's not actual sand, I don't know what to call it. But it exfoliates your skin, like scrubs your skin as you're using the bar of soap. So I'm not using like a full smooth thing of soap, but it still doesn't leave the same clean feeling that the loofah and the body wash left. And that's what I was saying. Like, I just, I don't, I'm wondering if I should switch off the soap because I don't feel as clean as I used to. I just don't feel like you're, you're scrubbing anything, even with a, a non-course, because that's exfoliating, exfoliating at a very ground level. It's not that same level of scrub. Dude, you're like scrubbing your shit raw, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to. That's where the it's the dirt. It's the grime. It's the dirt. Doesn't hurt. It's just I feel like I'm clean. Yeah, I feel you. No, like that's that was part of. Yeah. I feel you. That's part of what I was saying last episode. Was I, I'm like seriously considering switching off that soap because I'm like I just I'm just not getting that feeling, you know. And then and then you can use your soap that you haven't put on your nuts. To actually <laughs> wash your face. <laughs> I have been doing that, but I've just been doing the um, the hot water. I haven't bought um, well, warm water. Uh, I haven't bought like any specific soap yet. Um, I think I'm going to use CeraVe Sensitive Skin. Uh, I had like a couple of friends recommend it. And since I do have acne, um, not like crazy acne, but since I have acne, I thought it would help. So I'm going to get some of that. Have you um, at least been washing your face with the contours? That's like, what I just said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were just talking about you. You've been using, you know, a soap to to do it, but no, like, I've been doing your contour thing, but I don't know if I'm doing it the right way. <laughs> I I think that I am actually going to record myself and put the video on. The, What's uh, funny Instagram. is. I was going to ask you to do that, but I thought you might get annoyed with me if I asked you to do that. I thought you're going to be like, bro, you don't understand simple instructions. No, because I thought about it and I was just like, he's not going to understand these simple instructions. (laughs) (laughs) You know me and I appreciate that you know me. He's not going to understand these. As I was doing it, even this morning, as I was washing my face, I was just like, he's so not going to (laughs) understand Okay, hear me out. This. Put your hand, put your hands on your face, and I'm gonna walk you through what I do. Okay. Okay. So I put, I put, so my my middle finger and my index finger, and I started at like the base of my chin where like my goatee starts. 
Okay. And I rub left out to my cheekbone, left out to my cheek, like not my cheekbone, but where like the chin meets the cheek, like the jawline, basically. I do that, and then and then the other way. So that, and then the other way, and then I start at the bottom, like where my jaw, and I go in a left outward motion up to the top of my cheekbone with my two fingers on either side of the cheek. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really, know if that's I'm, right or not. I'm not feeling this at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying so hard, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> need an instructional video to wash yes. your face. Yes. Uh, oh, millennial child. Okay. And I, I know. Uh, I wasn't proud of it, and I didn't want to ask you. <laughs> I was like, hilarious. this man is going to hate me if I ask him this. That is hilarious. Because I seriously, I was just like, like, for the past two mornings, actually, I've been like, I need to, I need to film myself washing my face because I know he didn't get it. Just know <laughs> he didn't get it. <laughs> so I was doing it wrong? Uh, you're doing something, but like I, I'm already confused. I'm very confused. <laughs> okay. I'm very confused. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's well, that's well. my millennial moment. Okay. Um, very, do you have a recommendation today? I know, right? Uh, I'm not even going to pretend. I know. <laughs> That's fine. I have a very short one. Um, it's a song I just discovered today that I'm really recommending to you, but to everyone. But I think, I think you'll like the vibe of it. It's called 66 Days, and it's by Rosie. R-O-Z-Z-I. Hmm. When I tell you this girl can sing, oh, I was... I, I've listened to the song like 20 times today. <laughs> so, I don't know. Good little song. That's really all I have. Um, and you and I need to actually talk outside of this podcast and figure out other things. <laughs> right. Whenever. Thanks. But I'm very busy tomorrow and very busy Thursday, but I'm pretty free Friday through Sunday. So. Um, I don't know what my calendar looks like right now. Yeah. Crazy, crazy! All every day is always is crazy. Yeah. So. But well, thank you for coming on today. Yeah. Thank you for chatting. Thank you for making yourself vulnerable. That kind of stuff is needed. Absolutely. People don't Absolutely. always want to hear it from me. Yep. So now I gotta go and answer all these messages. Like my best friend who called, and I, you know, I, I quickly hung up with uh, on him. And uh, I sent him the voicemail, and I have a lot of angry text. And then, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Kate Williamson, hey, what's up, Kate? Uh, I have some messages from her. Kate, some where's messages. the Facebook request? Uh, mm. And then, uh, like, I have a lot of messages just waiting for me. I have precisely one Snapchat. One Instagram DM, one Facebook message, and that's it. <laughs> so. so I'll be up looking at messages when I need to be asleep. Yeah. So cool. until until next time, I appreciate you guys listening. As always, give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys and hear your thoughts 
on all of the things that we talk about. Um, make sure that you follow us on Instagram so that you can learn how to wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners, new and old. Um, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. And seriously, we really do love interacting with people. Like, we make it a point. We absolutely love everyone who comments on Courtney's Facebook post. And, like, we are looking for more interactions. So, please, just drop any kind of a comment. Like, we really, really, really enjoy it. We just want more of it. Yep. We are clearly yeah. attention whores, if you guys can't tell. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who helped me wish Damien a happy birthday. That yeah, thank you cool. guys. That I really did appreciate that. I, I'm one of those people I don't really like. I, I don't mind. I don't like getting anything for my birthday. I don't really ask for cakes or presents. But literally just telling me happy birthday makes my whole day. Like it's like it, it makes my whole day. I'm just like, thank you. That really means a lot. Like it actually means a lot to me. I could give a damn less about presents and shit, but just telling me happy birthday and just like thank you. Like that's that's awesome. I appreciate it. So, All, right, so, yeah. uh, All right, good citizens. Until next time. Uh, make sure that you share the show. Love you guys. What's up, Canada? Canada, you. you're all right. I love you, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, what's up? All you new <laughs> listeners, what's up? <laughs> Until next time, we're out. Bye, Courtney. Bye.